Father, we receive illumination by your spirit. Change us by your truth. Let no one remain the same. We thank you because under this anointing, healings happen freely. Thank you for convictions in the hearts of many. Thank you for chains broken and many liberated. Thank you because Jesus alone is glorified. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Amen and amen. All right, John chapter 10. John chapter 10, verse 6 to verse 10. And we started this conversation last week on the abundant life. And part of the things we said is that the gospel according to Mark, the gospel according to Matthew, the gospel according to Dr. Luke, um, they are called synoptic gospels. Anybody remember I was saying that? Synoptic means they attempt to describe the life of Jesus from the same view. All right. So Mark, um, which really or more accurately can be called the gospel according to St. Peter, um, because Mark documented a first-hand account of the life and experience of Jesus as given through Simon Peter. All right. And the focus was on everything Jesus did. The, the Gospel of Mark is an action book, you know, just filled with, it did this, even from, from Mark chapter 1. You'll be shocked where Mark chapter 1 ends already, you know, and, and 16, 16 chapters, I believe. Um, uh, but, but Matthew shows up, he wants to convince the Jews that this Jesus is your Messiah. And he writes a, a, an account about the king of the Jews, um, not just focusing on the things he did, like Mark, but also on the things he said. Are you with me so far? Are you with me so far? And then Dr. Luke shows up and writes an orderly account. He's a doctor, he's a researcher, he's a, he's a, he's a physician, he's, a, he's someone who is given to science. He has to research. He needs to ask questions. He's interested in what happened, how was the way prepared, who was Zechariah, who was Elizabeth, how did he experience a miraculous birth. So the gospel according to Luke, you know, shows us not just what Jesus did, but what Jesus did and what Jesus said. All of those three Gospels still giving us a perspective from a side. But then John shows up and is completely uninterested in that view. He shows up with, in the beginning was the word. Not in the beginning there was a census in Bethlehem. Not because that was not important, but because of God's love and God's mercy. Having understood the circumstances of, the, of his birth... The accuracy of prophecy and scriptures. Now it's time for us to emphasize the reason why he came. So John literally starts his gospel saying that in the beginning was the Logos. Can you remember I was saying that? And we, we explained Logos last week. Do you remember? Do you remember that there was a famous Greek philosopher who was the, the, the ancestor of what we call modern day science, which is the art of observation and generating an hypothesis and designing an experiment. Hello. Great what science was that? Great what? Great something. Great something science. Amen? Amen? So the concept of the Logos was the reason why. The reason why. So when we are studying biology, bios, Logos, the reason why of life, sociology, psychology, and all the logies that you know, people go to school to study these days. The whole idea is to find out the reason why. Hello. Hello. So, John is saying that you might do your physiology, psych psychology, scienceology, and theology, and all the other logies, but if you miss out the real reason why, all your logies are useless. Because in the beginning was the logos. In the beginning was the reason why. So, Jesus is the one who gives meaning to everything. And he brought a life. Somebody say life. John chapter 10, verse 6 to verse 10. John chapter 10, verse 6 to verse 10. Jesus used this illustration, but they did not understand the things which he spoke to them. All right. We should have started from verse 1, but Jesus reenacts the exact thoughts. So let's go to verse 7. Then Jesus said to them again, Most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door. Somebody say, I am the door of the sheep. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers but the sheep did not hear them hmm. verse 9 i am the door just in case you didn't hear before if anyone enters by me he will be saved 
and will go in and out and find pasture. Verse 10. Can everybody read verse 10 together? Is it on your screens? One to go. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I have come that they may have zoe and they may have it more abundantly. Glory to Jesus. Let's read John 10, 10 again in the Passion Translation. Everybody, don't be tired. Let's do it together again. Is it on, is it on your screens? In, in, the, in the other version. Is it on your screen? Is, can you take it to the Passion Translation? Yeah, thank you. Everybody, can we go one to go? A thief has only one thing in mind. He wants to steal, slaughter, and destroy. But I have come to give you everything in abundance. More than you expect. Life in its fullness until you... Somebody shout overflow. overflow. Uh, thank you, precious Holy Spirit. I, I am I'm suggesting to you, if you receive the word this morning, it has the potential to change your life forever. And that is not some pulpit talk. I mean it with every fiber of my being. John chapter 1, verse 1 to verse 5. We want to examine that life. John chapter 1. Verse 1 to verse 5. In the beginning was the Logos. And that reason why was with God. And the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. And without him, nothing was made that was made. Nothing. Somebody say nothing. Absolutely nothing. Whether microorganisms or macroorganisms, viruses, bacteria, prions, Prions, is that what they are called? Prions and all of those things. The constellations, the galaxies. Science is telling us that we, we don't have a universe. We have multiverses. And we have billions of galaxies and solar systems. It says there, there, there was one before all of that. And there was one through whom all of those were made. It says in verse 4. Listen please, this is where we are going to. In him was life. And that life was the light of men. Verse 5 says, that light, remember that light is really life in motion, if you can put it that way. Hello, are you there? So, that life in motion invades darkness. But darkness did not comprehend it. Some versions say, darkness could not extinguish it. Darkness could not snuff it out. Now, May I suggest to you that the presence of light does not necessarily mean the absence of darkness. There is light in this room, but there are dark places in this room. Are you with me? Are you there? So the cure to darkness is not just light shining. It is enough light shining in the direction of hello so if that light is life in motion, in him was life and that life was the light of men. It says the light shines. The light has the capacity. For instance, this light facing this stage, if I flip it back by some strange means and it's directed on the, on the audience, suddenly everybody's face becomes bright and then nobody can see me anymore. Now, is there still light in this room? Yes. It says the light shines in the darkness and the goal of the light is to cover every dark spot. The goal of the life is to address every fiber of your being so that you don't end, if somebody enters the room and says, the room was dark, will they be correct? Someone else comes and says, the room was bright, will they be correct? It will depend on where that person was standing. Hello, are you in church this morning? Can you give it to us in the Amplified, the same verse 5? It says, and the light shines on in the darkness. For the darkness has never overpowered it. So what he's saying is that this is not really a battle. It's not a tussle. We just need that light to shine there. 
when it shines, there's nothing darkness can do about it. But darkness will wake up every morning hoping that today is not the day light shines in this direction. Hello. Please follow me. Be, be, because I've not told you the title of my sermon yet. Because I will get there shortly. It says darkness has never overpowered it. It says never put it out or even absorbed it or appropriated it and is unreceptive to it. Darkness can do nothing about this light. And I'm suggesting to you that all you have to do is to shine the light there. Focus the light there. Release life into that situation. Are you with me? John 17 verse 3. What has this thief come to steal? What has this thief come to kill? What has this thief come to destroy? This is the scripture we read from part 1. Eternal life means to know and experience you as the only true God and to know and experience Jesus Christ as the son whom you have sent. This is one of the most I don't want to use a big English word that will confuse you. But this is one of the most, the word coming to mind is preposterous. That eternal life is knowledge based. That you won't say it is, it is something else, something dramatic that must happen. But this life really is released by knowledge. But knowledge that is experienced. It says eternal life means to know you. The only true God to know you by experience and to experience Jesus Christ as the son whom you have sent. He says that is life. However, it is possible for the ones who have that life to ensure that the light is only shining on their stage so that other areas of their life comfortably sits in darkness even though they carry eternal life. We're going somewhere. We're going somewhere. I've titled our conversation this morning, Heaven on Earth. The average desire of the believer today is to go to heaven. And, and the Lord has sent a word to us <laughs> that heaven is here. I know, you, I know you don't believe me. You want the purely gates and the streets of gold um, and um, cherubs and seraphs with golden trumpets playing hymns and slow songs. I know some of you, even when angels are playing hymns, they are still going to find a way to rock to the hymns. Because ain't nobody going to spend eternity. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> they don't know. They don't know. They don't know. We, 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 we will tell them. Amen. 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 Eternal life means to know you and to experience God as the only true God. To know and experience Jesus Christ as the son whom he has sent. Now, when many people hear of this life, this eternal life, some of our English translations calls it everlasting life. That means life that is just going and going and going. So many times, when the average person thinks of eternal life, they are thinking about the quantitative dimension of that life, not the qualitative dimension of the life. Do you understand what I just said? So for instance, let's say that the life is a rope. This is limited, right? This has a length. And it has a start and an end. But many, rightfully so, know that that life is actually life without end. That is just like on and on and on. That's where the concept of everlasting is from. Ever. is just going, going. It's long life. There's no, there's, it's just life. There's no years, no thousands, no millions of years. No, it's just going on. So we think of eternal life as life that is just very long, infinitely. But that life is not just quantitative. That life is also qualitative. There is a quality of that life. And if all you are waiting for is a time when you just live long, you will miss out on living quality today. That life has a quality on offer for you. And the quality of that life is the provision for the new creation to experience heaven on earth. Now, I can only make that bold claim if it is true, if we can find it in the old covenant as a promise. If you can find it exemplified by the words of Christ, 
if we can find the concept of this believed by the early saints in the early church, then we can all come together and agree that this must be God's plan. That heaven is not somewhere is waiting for us to be captured to. But heaven is something that we can experience as long as you allow that life to shine over every area of your lives. And I pray that something will happen to you this morning. Oh, you didn't hear me. I said, I pray something will happen to you this morning. That you will give that life permission to shine everywhere. In the mighty name of Jesus. Deuteronomy chapter 11. Deuteronomy chapter 11 verse 21. I, 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 please leave, leave the scripture there. Leave the scripture there. Just hold it there. Part of the things we talked about last week was about the superiority of that life. Anybody remembers? Anybody remembers? What did we say the life is superior to? Number one, the, that life is superior to what? Say boldly, yeah, right. Superior to what? Number two, superior to what? Number three, superior to what? Normalcy. That life is superior to normalcy. And number four, that life is superior to what? Superior to death. Um, how do you access that life? Jesus says, I am the door. Right? Hello? What does Jesus say? I am the door. So Jesus is saying, I am the legitimate entrance into that life. Can we settle that? Number two, that life is experienced by knowing. So I wrote here in my notes, to come to know and to know by personal experience. So you come through the door and you decide to stay with Christ, to know him by experience. Are you with me? And number three, which is the one I want you to keep at the back of your mind as we go into today. Is the experience, that experience is powered by the Holy Spirit. It's going to make sense shortly. It's going to make sense shortly. Are you there? Are you there? Deuteronomy chapter 11 and verse 21. This is the servant of God, Moses, saying something very dangerous. Let's look at it together. He had encouraged the children of Israel as they, this generation now was on the cusp of entering into the promised land. And he says, obey the Lord your God, keep his commandments, do not do all the detestable things that those in the lands do and everything. He says in verse 21, he says that your days and the days of your children may be multiplied in the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers to give them like the days of the heavens above the earth. Moses, the servant of God, is making a very dangerous proposition here. And I, and I know the original language he, he, he spoke and this was captured in was Hebrew. And we've done a decent job in translating it into English. It says that your days, that your days and the days of your children will be multiplied. That sounds like abundance. That sounds like overflow. It says that the Lord has swore it by covenant to your fathers. And when you experience that life that he gives you, it will be like the days of heaven on earth. Now, when you switch and compare multiple versions, many versions emphasize the quantitative dimension of that life. Some versions say that those days will be as long as there remains a sky above the earth. Hello? Have I lost anyone yet? So, there is a way to interpret this scripture for it to mean that what the servant of God is saying is that if you do all these things God is saying, you will live this life and you will just continue to live it long and long as long as there's heaven and there's earth. Long. And even when heaven and earth passes away and we have a new earth and a new heaven and a new Jerusalem which proceeds for him, then that day will still be long. The, the translation here is almost suggesting to us that eternal life is only everlasting. However, when you take a closer look, God's servant here is speaking by prophecy because there is no way this is possible with the people he's talking to. Jesus says, I'm the door. Hello. So, these promises really were not for them. But they were captured for us. But they were the audience when these things were being said. It says that there is something you will do. There is a life you will access. The quality of your life will be as though you are living heaven on earth. 
I remember a time when someone in, um, introduced me to a very senior advisor to the Ministry of Health in my wife's country. Do you know my wife's country? Yeah. The, what? That's my, that's my, amen. And I met the man, this, this, this man lived, studied, if I'm right, please. Don't miss the crux. I might be wrong with the details of the story, but you won't miss the main lesson. Lived and studied in the United States. Among the top, top cadre of society. Do you understand what I'm talking about? And he made a decision to relocate to Lagos, Nigeria. I, I, I don't know if he's safe enough to disclose his location, but he was not on the island. It was not in your typical eyebrow area. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying? And, and I sat in his office. I did not believe I was in Lagos. And he said something to me. He said, I have been running my company and I've been living in my house for the past, if I'm right, seven years. He said, electricity has never gone once. Water has never been, like, he said, I have found a way to recreate the environment where I function best in this place. So it just occurred to me, not everybody who is on earth is on earth. Hello. Hello. See, you're going to have a choice to make. Whether you will believe these things and begin to place a demand on this life, whether you'll be comfortable with business as usual. Let me tell you what business as usual looks like. Light on the stage. That's business as usual. But if you are going to say yes to this life, you will, you will find a way to install in every, 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 every atom will carry LED. Do you understand what I'm talking about? That there will be no permission for any dark spot. I'm praying that the Spirit of God will take these words and will brood over them in your heart. That you will just, as you are eating your turkey tomorrow, you will just be saying, my goodness, what will it mean? If light shines on my health, what will it mean if light shines on my finances? That I have a supply that is not connected to the human economy, that does not work with interest rates. I'm just that's why he says, Rejoice in the Lord always. He's not saying it so that you look like mad people, he's saying it because he knows that you are connected to another source. Was Pastor Matthew was sharing a story with us about the is it the Statue of Liberty, Lady Liberty in New York? And now there was a power outage in all of... You know the story? Power outage in the whole of New York. There was only one place shining with light. And people went to investigate. What, 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 what sort of sorcery? It's not sorcery. I am telling you very soon when you begin to pay attention to this light and to this life, people will begin to ask you, what changed in your life? What did you start believing? Where did you go? What did they give you? <laughs> they will tell you to cut soap for them. You will tell them it is not soap. There is a life and there is a light that can shine in every area of your darkness and your days will be as the days of heaven on earth. Not just in the length of it, but in the quality of it. And they did the research. They found out that the power supply was to neighboring Connecticut. There, there was no outage there. So the fact that it was here, didn't mean it was connected to here. The fact that it was here, didn't mean that its source was here. The fact that it is here does not mean that it is here. There is a life. And I've come to shout it till every fiber of your being will agree with me that I am supposed to live that life as though heaven is on earth. What will it mean if this light shines on your academics? What will it mean if this light shines on your career? Is it really possible for your days to be as the days of heaven on earth? Let's go back to what Moses is saying. Let's pick it up from verse 18. Let's go to verse 18. Are you there? Are you there? He says, therefore you shall lay up these words of mine in your heart and in your soul. Bind them. My goodness. I looked at the word lay. Lay. Lay up. Somebody say lay up. It means you set in, in order. You arrange the word. No, you just wake up today. John 3, 16. Tomorrow, Acts 1, 8. Next tomorrow, John 5, 17. And everything is just scattered. There's no orderliness to your Interaction with life. Um, I think I will need my cups now. Where's PK? Please help me celebrate PK. I, I want to, I want to demonstrate something to you. Promise me you will understand it. PK, help me look for a sharp object, very sharp one that can pierce and puncture. Something sharp. 
No, no, we won't do it on stage so it doesn't look brutal. Just help me find it and hold it. Something sharp and, and like I'm pong. Like I'm pong, like I'm pong, pong. Amen. Amen. Are you there? Are you there? Okay, you have one. Okay, no, don't, don't bring it to the light. Let's, let's keep it away from the light. <laughs> I'll give it to you, then it will bring it back into the light. Are you with me? I, I want to make an illustration. Is it fine if I make an illustration on a Sunday morning? Are you going to remember this? Now, our world today... Hmm, where, PD, where do you pick this from? There is a way that we are trained to think. And if I can make two broad divisions of thinking, what I mean by thinking is processing. There is Hebrew thinking and there is Greek thinking. Modern day society is built on the foundation of the Greco-Roman thinking. Modern day, for instance, today, have you noticed that when we say somebody is the father of medicine, what does their name sound like? Anybody? Of course, I know they are doctors. I was hoping the non-doctors will, will. We don't want our doctors to be. They know more than, than that. Have you heard? It? Sounds like what? Have you heard of the Hippocratic Oath before? Anybody? Is after somebody's name who is Hippocrates. What does that name sound like? Not Hippocrates. Okay. No, what does the T sound like? Like a Greek wise person, right? The, more, the, the father of... Now, all these people are calling themselves father. As though before them, there was no medicine. There was no science. The father of philosophy. You talk of Plato and Aristotle and Socrates. The people that founded democracy and proposed it to the world as the best form of government till date. This is 2023. Those men are dead, but their ideologies live. Are you with me? So, we've been forced to think as though our world began with Greeks and Romans. And they are the father of everything. But before then, there was a way of thinking. There were people who knew the laws of Yahweh. And they distilled it into their thinking. One of the, one of the, it's okay if you are thinking, I'm not saying destroy your education, throw away your certificate. No. Did I say that? But one of the ways Greeks propose their thinking is the principle of separation. The principle of separation. So, if you tell a Greek person this is a human being, the Greek person will tell you, this is their spirit. This is their soul. And this is their body. They will tell you that what their body does is different from what their, their body that did it. Not their soul and their spirit. Do you know that there are Christians that think like that today? During the worship, they are standing. Is my spirit. My spirit magnifies him. And their body is like this. They are just like this. My soul that magnifies the Lord. My spirit is my spirit. My spirit is this my spirit. My spirit praises his name. Is my somebody says my spirit. Yeah. So that's what they thought. That's and many people believe it today. There is that separation. That whenever you see things being demarcated, this I have a spiritual life, I have a career life, I have a marital life. Is Greek thinking? The believer has a life. Oh, did you did you hear what I did you hear what I just said? You don't have a spiritual life. Eh? That that thing that thing makes you righteous on Sunday and terrible on Monday. It makes you carnal on Tuesdays and sanctimonious Saturday night because it's time to go into the sacred sanctuary. So that separation thing, that's where it came from. That's where it came from. You have, you have, you have spirit and soul. What they, they are doing and their destination is different. You have bodies dust to dust. And that one cannot. You don't need to raise your hands. The psalmist said, bless the Lord, O my soul. All that is within me. Now, who is, who is doing that worship? Is it spirit? Is his soul? Is his body? Please help, help me puncture as many punctures as you can puncture in this thing. Outside the light, please. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Glory to Jesus. Hello. Are you still in church? Are you still in church? Can you hear it? Can you see it? God never designed for you to live as a, as a silo like this. Because what, what, that, what that will mean is that the light is in my spirit and is shining there but I'm okay with mental health conditions in my mind I'm okay with terrible things in my body because the life is in my spirit and it's just there it's there 
Someone says there. I like this, but I need more. This is the picture of a baby Christian. We, we, we want a mature Christian. Everywhere has many more punctures. Did you hear what I just said? This is not your picture in Jesus' name. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. The life of the new creation is a life that oozes from within. But does not just stay within. Hey, are you hearing me? Are you interested in, this, in living this? Are you fine with light on shining on the stage? If everybody is fine, with, let's just close the service and go. Because light is already shining on the stage. But we are saying that you must get to a point in your life where you do not permit darkness anywhere. This life Jesus died for, paid for with his blood. He didn't just do it for one day when the trumpet will sound and you go to the pearly gates. He paid for you to begin to experience that life here and now. And I pray you would believe this is not just a, 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 a charismatic pastor shouting. That you will accept it as truth for your life from the throne of grace. In the mighty name of Jesus. Let's go to God's word while we are making punctures in the spiritual and body. It says, therefore you shall lay up these words of mine in your heart. Find a way to get it inside. Get it inside. Get it inside. It says, bind them as a sign on your hand. You know, our, our, our friends took that literally. And they wear things that they will print scriptures on. Moses was speaking. He was saying that let the word be the basis for your activity. Be the basis for your productivity. As frontlets between your eyes, let all of your thoughts and your meditations be the word. Can you see it? Can you see it? Verse 19 says, teach them to your children. Speaking of them, when you sit in your house, let your conversation be the words of life. The word of life is, an, is, is preloaded, anointed. The more you feast on it, the more you read it, the more you study, the more you meditate, life begins to ooze. Do you get what I'm saying to you? So when you have a situation in your marriage, you ooze the life so that light shines in that direction. And you go to the scriptures and you find the provisions for life in that situation. And you begin to release life and light in that direction. Do you understand what I'm saying? He says in verse 20, you write them on your doorposts. Thank you, sir. Yes, this is looking more like it. Close your eyes, don't look at it yet. He says, write them on your doorposts. Do you know what that means? Let people from afar know who you are and what you stand for. Without announcement. Oh, I'm a Christian. I don't do that. We shouldn't need that information. It's okay if you have to tell us, but we shouldn't need it. Let it be on your gates. Let us be able to tell. Let, it's not only demons that should be able to know your house and Passover. Let people know believers live there. As they are sharing their, their alcohol, they will say, no, give, give, him, give him out. Give him out. Give him out. They are laughing, but there's something on their inside being indicted. They, they will say it almost condescendingly. Oh, she doesn't use swear words. She's a, she's a, she's a Jesus girl. You know, he, does, he doesn't cause like us. He's a, he's, a, he's a Jesus boy. And they will now laugh. They will laugh and go wishing they had what you have. He says, that's your day. So can you see how this, that's your day happens? It's as though soak yourself in the life of the word. Soak yourself in him. Soak yourself in that life. Are you there? Which is why I, I, I don't sincerely... Can I, can I open up to you? How will this happen? You are going to begin to deliberately interact with the word as the reason why. Soaking fists the word. And you begin to... I, let me, say, let me say, say this. I don't believe every believer can have the same confession of the word. I don't believe so. Because what the area, the dark spot in your life is different from the dark spot in my life. Hello. Did you hear me? So you're going to have to do that work to find the provisions of life so that you can take that life in motion, shine light on that situation and bring light into it so that you've created the dominion of heaven in that place. That's the practical way the kingdom is lived. Did you hear me? Oh, I feel like coming to everybody and just rattling you a bit. Like, can you, can you, can, can you receive this word? 
Because I cannot get it for the life of me. How a new creation believer is asking, is it okay for me to, 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 to sing sec secular songs? Like, I don't understand it. I don't understand the question. Is it okay? Some people now come and scare Christians by telling you a lot of the, the worldly artists, they are Illuminati. Do you need them to be Illuminati for you to know that? As I was saying, I think it was a clarity. There is nowhere in the Bible where it says listen to gospel music. There is nowhere. The standard is higher than gospel music. It says let the word of God dwell in you richly. Speaking to yourself and one another in spiritual songs and hymns. The standard is spiritual songs, not gospel music. Did you hear me? And why is that? Because songs are words on steroids. So if the way words get to my heart is me confessing the word, soaking in the word, then singing the word is another level. So I'm to, to think that we have time. Of course, you will know some of those junk. You live in the world. You are still here for now. So you will know it. Some of you will just, you just, you just catch yourself humming something one day. Say, where is that from? It's because you went to the mall and you did not plug your ears. And we'll come to that next week Sunday on, on earplugs. I will distribute earplugs next week Sunday. Spiritual earplugs in the mighty name of Jesus. Because there are some things you and I have no business hearing. But the point I'm making here is that that life is downloaded into your spirit through words. And if you can find them as spiritual songs, even better. And there is a gradient already. If you are not feeding life into you, somebody else is feeding death into you. If you are not feeding light into you, the darkness is the default state. Did you hear me? So if you wake up today and you tell yourself, I won't read anything and I won't say anything. I can bet you a million dollars you will see something, you will hear something. So without any effort of yours, darkness has been communicated. Death has been released. So how does the new creation counter it? You counter it with life. So that I've received more life than death today. I've read more words of life than words of death today. I created my atmosphere. I plugged my ears. I controlled my sight, looked into the word. Do you understand how this light is directed? So that you are not climbing up to just re adjust the light. You are looking into life himself. All right. I looked at the roots of the word. Eternal. That life is not just long quantitatively. There's a richness to the quality of the life. And I found several definitions here. Can I read them to you? The number one says age long. Somebody say age long. That means a life that is constant across all ages. Do you know what I mean by ages? I'm not talking of like five years old, ten years old. I'm talking about different recession military, democracy, autocracy, economic prosperity, famine. There is a life that is age long. The no number two definition I saw is unending, which gives us the qualitative dimension of it. I like the last two definitions. It says a life partaking of the character of that which lasts. Partaking of the character of that which lasts, that which can never spoil, that which can never decay, that which can never rot in, that which can never be sick. I'm telling you, when somebody has shined light into their health and they come and boldly tell you, I can never be sick, don't just look at them, all these ones. Oh, don't see all this. They know, they know something. They've shined light somewhere. You go and shine the light there too. It's not just by shouting, I can never be sick too. <laughs> <laughs> I can never be sick two. There's no two in front of it. It's each one, each one, as they appear before him in Zion. Each one, each one. There's not like, oh, oh, PD said I can never be sick. Oh, PD, like I'm, like I'm your writer, I'm, I'm touching your garment. Two. There's no me too in this movement. They didn't see it, they didn't see it, but it's fine. You saw it. 
Each, somebody shout, each one. That's not how to shout. He said it. I said, shout, each one. And the number four definition, he says, life that operates outside of time. Inside of time and beyond time. I love it. That's the quality of my life. I, I Have you noticed that something has changed? I've changed if you've not noticed. Don't worry, I don't need to announce it to you. My mind has like, there are some things that are not, they don't move me anymore. If it doesn't move heaven, doesn't move me. I can't lose sleep over some things again. Those things are still there. Don't get me wrong. In fact, they're getting bigger. The only thing is me too, I'm soaking the life more. I'm soaking the life more. I'm seeing it more. I'm seeing, I'm seeing the outcome more. So it's more real to me than the situation, than the circumstance. And I pray for someone under the sound of my voice that the quality of that life will become your real experience in the name of Jesus. Let me bring it up a bit. Your presence is heaven to me. Please don't sing it like a song you know. I want you to listen to what you are singing. Your presence is heaven to me. Just hold it. We'll come back to that. Can you see this? Can you see this? The design is that life from your spirit will ooze to your entire being. That is the plan. If possible, I had different colors. The inward man is the spirit. The soul, the realm of the mind is the bridge. The body is the casing. The one we can see. Where life is oozing from determines the kind of man this person is. When life is oozing predominantly from your spirit, you've met a spiritual man. When life is oozing from your soul, you've met a, a soulish person. When it is from the body, you've met a carnal person. So they, they've reversed the order. I feel like eating, I eat. I feel like sleeping, I sleep. Your body is the one calling the shots. But when your spirit is the one calling the shots, it's time to study, I study. It's time to pray, I pray. It's time to fast. I fast. Somebody said, PD, can you, can you go to the next point? Go to the next point because it's like my body is calling some shots now. I'm saying there's a life that can flow from inside. And that body will listen. That body will, did you hear me? That body will listen. The demons listen. Is it your body that will not listen? Every cell in your body will hear the word of the one who called. Do you understand? Do you understand the principle by which it works? The one who said, be. Can say, be not. The life that, that, that powers a virus, that powers bacteria, can hear be not and it can die. What powers cancer can hear be not and all, all those demonic cells can shrink. Do you believe these things? That you can look at your, your, your home, you can look at your family and it just looks like everything is going topsy-turvy and you can say, I do not believe this is how families in heaven are and I forbid my family to continue in this chaos. I have found where it is written that you take the light. You now shine it there. You begin to speak to your husband, speak to your wife, speak to your children, speak to your finances. You bring all your credit card debts and you tell them it is time to hear the word of the Lord. Debts be cancelled. Somebody say, these ones, are not, these ones are not okay. They are processing with the body. Processing with the mind. Hello. Hello. That life is in you. Will you allow it to ooze or do you want to keep it there? Do you want to keep it there? Until you receive your resurrected body. Let's read one more scripture. Thank you, PK. Please let me help me out. Will you remember this? Will you remember it? Will you remember it? If you're clapping, clap properly. Some of you are clapping like you just got back from Montreal. <laughs> you saw it. You saw it. Glory to God. Second Corinthians chapter 5. There is no way I read this portion of scripture. Calm. I'll try today. It says, for we know that if our earthly house, this tent, do you know what Paul is calling earthly house? Body, the body, the, the casing. That's what he's calling house. If it is destroyed, it says we have a building. Yeah. 
we have a building from God. A house not made with hands. Eternal in the heavens. It says for in this current version of this encasement, we groan earnestly desiring to be clothed. See, the life on your inside has the kind of soul, the kind of body. It has like, um, um, how do I explain this? I don't want to cause war in church now. But who is the greatest? Let me not use soccer so we don't cause chaos. Who is the greatest ever basketballer in the world? Michael Jordan, undisputed, right? Undisputed. Now, where, where and how did Michael Jordan become Michael Jordan? Playing with who? Playing with the Bulls. Chicago Bulls, right? That's what they're called. Right? Right. So that's how it became Michael Jordan. Now, imagine that the, the I don't know what, what it's called, maybe Mayerside Elementary. They have a basketball team. Are you with me? Are you with me? Hello. Does it exist? Not yet. Mayerside Elementary. They have a basketball team and they have this high school competition. All the basketball teams in Ontario. Now, somebody says he has paid the price for Michael Jordan to be Mayerside Elementary. So, here is he now with a bunch of kids. He gives one the ball. He says, make a three-point. <laughs> you know what it's called? Air ball. Do you know air ball? That means the net is there. The ball did not even come near the net. Yes, sir. That's it. Like, like, and there he is there. And people are saying, Mike, Michael, are you really going to play with this bunch of kids? He said, you don't worry. You don't worry. Just let me just stay with them. And let me stay in them. Now, there is a way those guys can say, we have Michael on our team. We have Michael on our team. We have won. Or there is a way they will say, if we have Michael on our team, my shots will change. Hello? Do you understand it? So, the fact that there is a life on my inside, I know that the best version of that life is where Mike is playing with the bulls. So, that's what Paul is saying here. That the life you've received on your inside, the day makes contact with your resurrected body, that life is going to be like, my goodness, this is really, this is really it. He says, but between now and then, you're not supposed to fold your hands and accept rubbish. He says, in this we groan earnestly desiring to be clothed with our habitation. Somebody say habitation. Which is from heaven. If indeed having been clothed, we shall not be found naked. He says, for we were in this tent, we groan. We are being burdened, not because we want to be unclothed. So it's not like we are wishing for death so that we can lose this body. He says, but there's something called further clothed. That mortality may be swallowed up by life. Now, he who has prepared us for this very thing is God. Who also has given us the Holy Spirit. So, remember where we started from. The quality of that life will be powered by the what? By the Holy Spirit. It says God gave us the Holy Spirit, my God. I'm looking at my time. God gave us the Holy Spirit as a guarantee. Somebody say guarantee. The word, the word Paul used there is a word, is a word called Arabon. Somebody say Arabon. Now, some of your other versions say down payment. Does anybody have down payment in their version? Is there anybody's Bible here that says engagement ring? Check. Is there anyone there? There's a version that says engagement ring. Well, why are you looking for it? The word Arabon in its, or in, its, in its Phoenician roots means a down payment. Now, what the Canadian understands as down payment is different from what Arabon means as down payment. Down payment to the average Canadian first-time home buyer is 5%. Right? Right? And the bank pays 95 and CMHC insures your 15%. Right? That's how it works. So down payment to the average Canadian is the smaller part of the deal. Down payment as at the time Arabon was used in in, in, in trade at this time was the bigger part of the total price and it was designed to be forfeited if the person worked away. Can you see why it is called a guarantee? Thank you, you found it. Can you see why it is called a guarantee? Like, you didn't do 5%, you did 95%. And if you walk away from that deal, your 95% is gone. So that means you ain't working away from the 95. 
Hello. Hello, are you there? So, when he says you've received the Holy Spirit as a down payment, please, it does not mean you receive the little Holy Spirit. It doesn't mean you receive the of Holy Spirit, then later you get the full... No, no, no. The Spirit you received is the Spirit you have received. And the fact that you're able to receive Him in this version must be the promise that that version definitely the Holy Spirit will gain full expression. In the modern Greek, Arabon will mean engagement ring. A seal. There's another version that calls him the seal. Old King James says, Ernest, I have the Spirit of God. I have the life of God in me. In me. He says, in this tent we groan. For somebody now, for somebody now, John 16, we make a different sense. Let me pull it up. Please help me pull it up. I think it's John 14. John 14. He's going to make, now that Paul is talking about building an house, do you know what he's talking about? Hello. Have they left the church? They've closed the service for PD. Have they closed the service? So, what did you pick from 2 Corinthians 5? Now, when Paul is talking about building an house, what's he really talking about? He's talking about a body on this side and the eventual resurrected body. I just want to chip this. I didn't, I didn't plan to do this, but please permit me to do it. This is what I want you to be thinking about throughout Thanksgiving tomorrow. John 14. John 14. From verse 1. If you can help us put it on the screen. Thank you. It says, let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my father's house, there are many mansions. What do you think Jesus is talking about? Hello. Hello. In, can, can, can I give you the PD's paraphrase for this? In my father's presence, there are many presents. That's bad English. But that's how you should read this. If this were not so, I would not have told you. I'm going to make it possible for you to come into his presence. If I go and prepare a place for you in him, I will come again and receive you to myself so that I can dwell in you and you can dwell in me. That's where I am, you will be also. He says, and where I go, thank you, he, right on the earth. He says, we don't know where we are going. Jesus says, this is eternal life that they will know you and experience you as the true God. Oh my God, somebody jump up on your feet. There's a stereo right now. Jump up on your feet. Jump up on. See, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. It stayed because you permitted it. You permitted it. And the day you tell it to go, it will say no. You know when someone is in an abusive relationship and you suddenly realize your worth and you tell the guy, we're done. He'll say, you're kidding, right? He'll say, you're done. Get out. And he packs his bag and he leaves. And he says, you're going to miss me tonight. You're going to be cold tonight. You're going to need your bills paid next week. You're going to need... And, and there's just that confidence that I've left but I've not really left. And I'm saying somebody here, divine audacity is going to come on you that the life that you are living and the death that is being exposed, there will be no confidence that death is returning. There will be no confidence that darkness is returning. He says in him was life. In him was life and that life was the light of men. My God, light is shining in this room. And there is a release. There is a release. Hear me? The Spirit of God is here. And for some of you, He's redirecting that life in a direction. It's shining light on a spot. There's someone you have a growth in your body. Right now, light is shining on that growth. I said light is shining on that growth. Whether you're in the room, I don't care where you're watching from. The power of the Lord is right there with you. Light is shining. Even in modern day science, there's something called laser therapy. They take high energy beams of laser, shine it on a spot, and they call it treatment. How much more when the life of God and the glorious light that call things into be shines on cancer cells, shines on diabetes, shines on depression, shines on confusion, shines on limitation, shines on poverty. There's life. That your days and the days of your children will be multiplied as the days of heaven on earth. As the days of heaven on earth. We groan, but we are further clothed. We are further clothed. Somebody take 60 seconds and pray.
Say, Father, I release your light over every darkness in my life. I release your light. I release your light. I release your light. I release your light. I release your life. No death in this body. Oh, organs functioning subliminally. Receive the life of God. Yeah, yeah. Eyes see. Cells do what you're supposed to do. Mind think. Legs walk. Cancer die. Life is at work in me. As I stay there and saturate my mind with light. Saturate my mind with life. I wake up in the morning. It's a song of exaltation. I continue. My ear is plugged with the word. Songs of adoration. Spiritual songs to the King of Glory. That is my meditation. Life, life, flow. Your presence is heaven to me. Yeah. Your presence. Heaven has come. Heaven has come. Woo. Nothing like your presence. Nothing like your presence, your presence, your presence is ever. My God, my God, my God, yes. There's nothing like your presence. There's nothing like your presence. Your presence is ever to me. Oh, Jesus. And oh Jesus, and oh Jesus, your presence is heaven to me. Your presence is heaven to me. Hold on, hold on. Hold it. One of the ways that that life flows, oozes everywhere, is when you let your body know who is in control. When you lift your hands to heaven, when during the worship you see dance is spiritual. Many people don't understand it. Dance is very spiritual. Very spiritual. When you choose to move your body, there is something powering those movements. Please let us be a church of life. During the worship, don't need somebody to tell you to get up and raise your hands. Move your body. Contemplate. Raise your hands. Rejoice, rejoice. The, 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 when, you, when you say rejoice to somebody who has revelation, rejoice is, is a trigger from the human spirit to go crazy. That's really what it is. You jump, you spin, you run, you shout. But this is our Greek thinking. When they say rejoice, yeah, rejoice, yeah. My God, we are going to rejoice today. You will run all over this room, you will shout. But before you do that, before you do that, Jesus says, I am the door. When he says, I am going to prepare a place for you, he was talking about his journey to the cross to shed his blood. He didn't say he was going to do carpenter work in heaven. He was going to the cross to shed his blood so that you and I can come into the Father's presence and you can have a deposit of his life in you. If there's anyone under the sound of my voice, and you've not received the life of Christ today of all days is your day that darkness must come to an end oh but I've been a bad person he came for you I've been a terrible person he came for you oh pastor I've done terrible things you don't know me he came for you this, this life swallows up everything you've done and empowers you to live for his glory everybody in the room let's say it with those saying it for the first time or rededicating their lives Lord Jesus I believe you are the son of God Thank you for dying, my, dying for my sins. Thank you for taking my place in the grave. I believe you're alive today and ask that you live in me. I receive eternal life in my spirit and by your grace, I'll live the rest of my days for you. Thank you for writing my name in the book of life. In Jesus' name we have prayed. I just heard somebody say, Pity, what if I'm an introvert? The life of God converts introverts. One of the one of the biggest introverts in this room 
today is the person standing in front of you. If you don't believe it, one of these days, just put me in a room. I can be there for 48 hours. You will not hear my voice. I know you can't believe it because he's shouting on the stage. He's talking to audiences. He speaks in large order. All those things. That's where you know grace is real. <laughs> my God. But there's something this life does to you. That you, even you, you will shock yourself. Do you understand what I'm saying? In those early stages, you will not want to watch your own videos. You will not want to hear your own voice. Because you can't relate. You don't know that person. That's the new man. Somebody said that's the new man. So I'm not talking about being introvert or being extrovert. In the next three minutes, in the next three minutes, you are going to place a demand on that life. I am going to issue a decree. When, when, we, when we make decisions in our body, many times, it's, it's a way to suggest who is in charge. Do you understand? So when I lift my hands, I am suggesting that that order came from somewhere. When I'm, when I'm praying with fervor, I, I am involving the whole fiber of my being so that they remember who is in charge. So I want everybody in this room, right? We, we, we have maybe three minutes to do this. You raise your hands to heaven. And you say, Father, in the name of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Ghost, every dead thing in me receive life. Every darkness in me, light, shine. Do you understand the prayer? Can you do this for three minutes? If you pray this in your language, it's fine. If you pray it in the language of the Spirit, raise those hands, raise those hands, raise those hands. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, by the power of your Holy Spirit, every death in me, receive life. Every darkness in me, light shine in the name of Jesus. Come on, take two more minutes and pray. Pray, pray loud. Place a demand on that life. Place a demand on the life. Place a demand. 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 Let it flow. Don't be quiet. Don't be quiet. This mystery is our word activated. Don't be quiet. It should not stay. There's life being released. There's power made available. That pain does not have to stay. That condition does not have to stay. It does not have to stay. Oh Jesus. Oh Jesus. Your presence, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. Your power flows, your light shines. Life, 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 life. There's somebody you are in the midst of terrible death. You owe so much. You don't want to think about it. Life is locating your finances. You will return with your testimonies. There's somebody under the sound of my voice. Your marriage is on the rocks. The divorce papers have been drafted. The lawyers are waiting to close the deal. We release life. We send out from Zion. We, receive, we release life. There's someone under the sound of my voice. You are worried about a child. I don't know what it is about that child. You are worried about their development. Life, life, life flows. The child will not be a normal child. Oh, hear me. That child will be supernatural. Above average. I know you're asking for normalcy. Above average. Excellent. Thank you, Jesus. Thank, come on, 60 more seconds. Oh, Jesus. My God. Help me turn on the symbols. Oh, Jesus. Your presence is heaven. And oh, Jesus. Your presence. Take 30 more seconds. Person, person, person. 30 more seconds. This is Zion. Church is not the place where we play. Church is not the place where we just see friends and smile. It's the place of encounter. This is Zion. This is Zion. This is Zion. You've come. You've come to a place. This is the place where all three encounters happen. This is the place where you experience the world as life. This is the place where you experience the resurrected Jesus. 
This is the place where gifts and graces ooze from the fountain of life. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Your presence is ever. One more time. Oh, Jesus. Your presence. Your presence is heaven to me. The Lord says to tell someone, you can have it. You just asked for something now. He says you can have it. You can have it. You desire it. You've honored. You've served. You can have it. Take it. You can have it. You can have it. That your world will see my glory through you. You can have it. Yep. And oh Jesus. Oh Jesus. Your presence, your presence. Oh, your presence, your presence, your presence, your presence is Father, we seal everything you've done this morning with the blood of Jesus. We declare them irreversible. Your children will return with testimonies. Testimonies of life overcoming death. Testimonies of light swallowing up darkness. Jesus alone will be glorified. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Come on, if you believe it is done, I want you to jam those hands together. Give the Lord a big shout! blessed by the sermon and if you would love to be a part of what god is doing in our midst feel free to join us on sundays at 10 a.m or wednesdays at 7 p.m to be a part of the giving you can give our email at info info at kicccanada.ca or through our website at www.kicccanada.ca slash donate god is doing amazing things in our midst and we look forward to seeing you soon remember you're a champion god bless you